0: You know, I know that not everyone is ready to come back to church just yet, but notwithstanding that, it really doesn't matter. Just about every week, we have someone come back to church who hasn't been to church since before this whole pandemic started. And when they do, it's always fun to see their faces. It's fun to see the surprise on their face with the changes that we've made uh, inside our building, it's fun to see the happiness on their face when they see people they haven't seen for months. But there's one interesting thing that is is really neat to watch. they're surprised to see how much some of the children have grown. There were babies that last year this time people were carrying in, and now Those babies are walking in when they hold their mother's hand. And there are some boys that have grown a lot in the last year. It really is significant. Even though it's normal for people to grow, it doesn't change the fact that we're surprised to see them grow as much as they do. Um, You know what's not normal? What's not normal is when people don't grow. It's actually understandable that, would, that people would grow. We expect them to grow. We don't expect people to not grow. Jesus understood that. Jesus wants you and I to grow. As normal as it is to see people grow physically, it's also normal for them to grow spiritually, for them to find Jesus and grow in following him. That really is normal. It's what Jesus wanted. That's why he said the things that he did in the commission that we've been listening to for the last couple of weeks. Let's read that commission from Matthew chapter 28 again. Then Jesus came to them. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So you must go to make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I have commanded you, and you can be sure that I am always with you to the very end. Last week, when we were talking about knowing, we specifically looked at verse 20 in there, and that's where we're going to go again this week, where we talk about growing. That verse says that Jesus said, teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. You know, there are two words right there that everyone loves to say and no one wants to hear. The word obey and the word command. Everyone loves to give commands and have people obey them, yet we resist the requirement to obey the commands that are given to us. It's just a normal fact of most people Even when Jesus is talking, though, we resist. Even when He's teaching, even when He's doing amazing things, we still resist even Him. I mean, Jesus is good. He is really good. He's really smart. He always knows what to do, He always knows what to say. Uh, And He always comes in just in the nick of time, but obey? And even obey everything? There are a lot of people who like the rescuing part of Jesus. They like the saving part of Jesus. But that following part and the Lord of your life part, yeah, that's not so popular. We tend to resist that. Sometimes I wonder if we think that in this whole deal that Jesus makes with us, that if we're not getting the short end of the stick, as if he has the really easy part in all of it. The reason we resist following, the reason we resist growing as we follow Jesus is because growing is challenging. Growing is hard. It can be really hard. When we grow, we have to say no to things that we used to say yes to. And we have to say yes to things that we used to say no to. It really makes for an uncomfortable season in our life when we grow. In his book, Leadership Pain, author Samuel Chan uh, gives uh, us a formula to help us understand why we resist growing in our following of Jesus. The first thing he says this growth equals change. We have to change. So many things. In order to grow, we might need to change how often or when we sleep. We might need to change what we eat, what we spend, who we spend time with, who we listen to, where we go, what we know, and who we talk to, who we text to, what we post. Lots of those things may need to change. Growth equals change. And change equals loss. In order to change, we may lose sleep. We may lose money. We may lose friends. We may lose the amount of time that we spend online and we may not binge watch anymore. We may no longer be welcome with some people and at some places. We may doubt what we used to know And we may delete or significantly limit our social media time or even the accounts themselves. So growth equals change. Change equals loss. And loss equals pain. When we lose things, when we lose friends, when we lose a lifestyle or a part of a lifestyle, that we've been used to, that we've become comfortable in, it hurts. And sometimes it really hurts. It's painful. We don't do what we used to do. We're not with who we used to be with. We don't go to the places that we used to go. And it hurts. So because growth equals change, And change equals loss, and loss equals pain. Therefore, growth equals pain. The pain makes us ask, well, what's the point? Is it really all worth it? Is Jesus so good, good enough that we'll go through all of this pain? I mean, is it really worth that? Is it worth going through all of this? The perceived difficulty as we look at this mountain that we have to climb or this wall that we have to get through, the perceived difficulty of where we have to go or what we have to do makes us forget the reason why we wanted to change in the first place. It does. We begin to say that our addiction or our anger or our greed or the sin that we're guilty of, that we know we're guilty of, you know, after all, maybe it wasn't really that bad. So then we avoid the pain and don't grow. And then, I know and you know, we end up right back where we were when we decided that we needed to make the change in the first place. Where we decided that we needed to grow. Maybe it's when you said you weren't going to buy that, but you did anyway, and you can't pay your bills. Again, maybe it's when you said you weren't going to do that. But you did. And now your marriage is in trouble again. Maybe it's when you said you weren't going to use that. But you did. And now you're in jail again. Maybe it's when you said you weren't going to say that, but you did. And now you're alone again. Maybe it's when you said you weren't going to listen to that, but you did. And now you're angry again. Don't get me wrong, most of us can manage most of our lives. Most of the time we're able to fix what we broke and clean up the mess that we made. But what do we do with the memory of what we did when we broke it or what we did when we made the mess? And what about the things that we can't fix? What about the messes that we can't clean up? What do we do with all of that? You see, that is exactly why we need Jesus. That's why we say, and I'm saying right now, we need to help people find and follow Jesus. To help them with the things that they broke that they can't fix, and the mess that they made that they can't clean up. The things we broke that we can't fix, He fixes. The wounds that we have, That we can't heal, He heals. The debts we have that we can't pay, Jesus pays. And the sins that we have that we won't even forgive ourselves of, He forgives. That's why we need to find Jesus. That's why we need to follow Jesus. And in following him, having cleaned up our messes, having fixed the things that Jesus has done for us, people see that in us, and that's when they want that too. Missionary and author Elizabeth Elliot wrote this, I'm not a theologian or a scholar, but I'm very aware of the fact that pain is necessary for all of us. In my own life, I think I can honestly say that the deepest pain, that out of the deepest pain, has come the strongest conviction of the presence of God and the love of God. It's true that growing is challenging. But it's also true that growing is encouraging. So encouraging when you've made those changes, when you've made those sacrifices, when you've gone through all of that pain, and you come to a place where there's victory, where there's peace, where you can finally say, I'm better, I'm no longer angry, I've, at, I've got peace at my life, I can take care of things, and God helped me to do that. My relationship with Jesus that God has provided helped me to do all of that. That is so encouraging. But even more encouraging than that is when you can't do it. When you can't take the pain anymore. When you've, there's nothing left to sacrifice and there's no hope. And suddenly, out of nowhere, God shows up and He provides. He fixes. He comforts. He takes care of you. That is so encouraging. And you stand on top of the mountain and you say, look at what my God did. And your friend who sees you, who knows what you've been through and understands just how much of a burden was on top of you, just how much of a hole that you were in, and then sees what God's done for you, they cheer your God too. And they want to know him. And they want to know his son. Paul tells the church at Rome this. I long to see you, that I may impart some spiritual gift to make you strong. In other words, that is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Isn't that what it's really all about? Here we sit, here we sing, whether you're watching on TV or whether you're sitting with us right now, the whole point that I'm getting at is that when you're low and and God comes and helps you, your friend sees that and your friend cheers you on and cheers God on and and he's encouraged or she is encouraged by what what they see that God has done in your life. And then you do the same when you see what God does in their life and then your friend who doesn't know God sees what's going on in both of your lives, and then your friend says, I want what you have. I want to know the God that you know. I want to know the Jesus that made a difference in your life. That is growing. Growing is challenging, but growing is encouraging. It's a sign of growth when you surrender. It's a sign of growth when you say, Look what God did. It's a sign of growth when you pray, God, I've got nothing left. I need you. And it's a sign of growth when you tell your friend, You need Jesus. God, help us to grow. Help us to grow so that other people can see what you've done in our lives. Help us to grow so that other people can understand that you love them too. That Jesus died for them too. God, help us to grow so that we can tell our story about you. God, when we're afraid of the pain, when we're afraid of the, guilty, the, the, the difficulty, when we're afraid of, of acknowledging our guilt and dealing with our junk. Help us to know that you're going to be there, right there with us. You're going to walk with us. Just like you said, you would always be there with us. God, help us to grow so that we can tell other people about you, about how you can help them grow. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.